two, one. Hey crew, back on the Fit Podcast today. We're doing the trainer education again. We've got myself, uh, Coach Cash, and we've got the lovely Tara, Jack, and Zach. I'll let you guys introduce yourself. Hi, Tara at T2 Training Perth. Hi, it's the GTPT, also known as Jack Blavitt. You'll find me here or at your mum's house. Thank you, Zach. You won't steal that from me. And Zach here at Zach Fry BT. You'll find me at your grandma's house. <laughs> Uh, and you'll probably find me at the at gym, your dad's guys. house. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we're going to see you can bench more. Anyway, cool guys. All right, so topics. Uh, Tara, what's up? What's some questions you had? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Come on, yeah. Zach. Let's go, Zach. All right. First question. <laughs> I just, just looked at you. I was like, why should I talk you? So, uh, this one you can ask. Phone a friend or do a quick number? So I was just going to ask, I think I know what you're sort of going to say, but for clients who don't really like to push out of their comfort zone, especially after my main training, when when it's getting difficult and they can do more, but they just just quit early or they stop and they're like, oh, it's hard. And I'm like, well, no shit, it's hard. It's meant to be hard. But they just don't want to really push themselves that bit further. I just sort of... Want to see how you sort of deal with that? Best thing is just set really small goals and back yeah. off and make it make the lighter load that they're doing really challenging. And yeah. say, for example, they like you know that you could easily tell them to get ten reps, but they're like, oh, six was hard. It's like, all right, cool. Do you, do you reckon we could try to get seven? Like that would be a huge achievement. So like yeah. little things like setting really small goals, like perhaps you know an extra rep yeah. is not you know that big of a deal, but yeah. for someone who's doesn't want to push too hard. Doing that one extra rep is like a huge thing. Like just yeah. trying to mentally go, because mentally they've told themselves they can only do six because it feels really heavy. Even though you know as a coach, they probably get 10 or 12. Yeah. Um, so it's helping them find that threshold. And then every week trying to progress that, like next week one, you're trying to eight um, at that same weight. Again, it's really light. It might be like, you know, a guy that's squatting 60 kilos. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, I just don't want to squat any heavier in case I'm hurting myself. So like, okay, how about we just, do rep goals from now Yeah. I find that helps. Is that kind of answer? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, yeah, because you're like, oh, I know you can push it further, but you don't want to say, I mean, sometimes you don't want to say, like, you're not hard going enough. hard. Yeah, you don't yeah. want to say hard and fuck up or something like that. So, yeah, no, that's, that's good. Just make it okay. Yeah. Or even you can say that, let's go to eight. Yeah, or quick range goal as well. Yeah. So, range goal. So, it's like, um, you know, if I scared to squat parallel. Set the pins up and be like, all right, so you squat down to, you know, three quarters of uh, you know, one quarter of the way down. Next week, we're going to drop those safety pins down and just yeah. progress down that way. So there's always ways you can progress them and yeah. make it challenging for them. But it's just more so just getting them confident in their own strength. Yeah. It's a big thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How do you deal with that? I was 100% going to say time. Like eventually, they'll get stronger from the work that they're doing already and they'll build that confidence in themselves and, and just giving them like a little little words of encouragement like I know you can do one more like as cliche as that sounds it's it's so powerful yeah, yeah, when you've yeah, actually even just rest. having like your fingers on their wrists like if they're benching and they know that you're yeah. there what are you doing there Tara? I whisper in the ear oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Tara whispers <laughs> in their wrists <laughs> <laughs> just like <laughs> um, but yeah you'd probably find that more if you're talking about yeah, yeah especially women because they're yeah. scared to have the dumbbells over here yeah so how would you deal with that I also had read that you don't really get your results until you're in those last couple of reps and that your eight to 10 is really like your warm up and then the magic happens from your eight to 12. 
So I tell them that. I'm like, this is when the magic's happening, so don't stop now. Because yeah. yeah. you're kind of just getting there. And I do just say to them, like, start, you're here to come out of your comfort zone. Yeah. You can go and be in your comfort zone at the coffee shop, but here I want you to be uncomfortable. I don't want you to be in pain, but I want you to be uncomfortable. So, yeah. And then some I'm like, oh, I don't reckon you can do it. And I've got a couple that's like, yeah, I'm going to show you I can do it. Mm. So I think it depends on the yeah. vibe as well. Some you're like, yeah, you got it, I'm here. Got you, you got it. And I'm like, no, I don't reckon you can do it. And she's like, yep, don't touch me, I can do it on my own. So I mm. think it depends. Yeah, okay. Yeah, well said. What other question do you have? Um, another one I had was like, about, I don't know, about given sort of set ranges you need to hit in a week in order to like elicit, I don't know, muscle growth or whatever. Is there like a certain set range for each muscle group you want to be hitting? Like, is it, I've heard like 12 to 20 reps is good, like any less might not be enough, any more could be too much, or is it just? It's a good question. Uh, it really comes out of time and tension for hypertrophy if you're looking to grow yes. muscle. So you can do five reps with a you know, four second down, two second up tempo. Yeah. Um, which is what, six second sets times four. So you're looking, what's that, six times four, quick math anyone? 24. 24, so 24 seconds. Like, you need to be, you really need to be pushing above 20 seconds if you're going to be in a hypertrophy state. Like, really around that 45 second mark is a sweet spot. Yeah. So that's where, you know, I'd say eight to 10 reps if you're doing a nice, well, controlled tempo, but then if you've got, you know, someone who's pumping them out, you're just going like balls to the wall on set, no tempo, you can probably get 10 reps out in 15 seconds. So it all depends on that. So that's where slowing down someone's tempo would help a lot with high battery and making sure they're hitting between that 40 to 75 second mark on each set. Um, yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. Yep. Because like, uh, you, you know, people would say five reps isn't high battery, but how do five reps feel on that pendulum squat just before? Oh, oh, peace, 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 peace. <laughs> <laughs> it was a nice warm up. Yeah. Yeah. But like, yeah, it's, yeah, 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 like you constantly got tension on the muscle, <laughs> it's a good like 30 second set, and you've got to yeah. stimulate muscle like first group. Yeah. Yeah. Does yeah. yeah. so that answer that question? That does answer that question. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You guys yeah. want to add anything on that? No. Set ranges, 25 plus in a, in a, in a session. Yeah. That's what I try and aim for. 25 sets mm-hmm. session. Yeah. That's what I try and aim for. But again, quality of, quality of rep. 100%. Yeah, big so, time. Yeah, big time of quality. And small muscle groups, small frequency for the week. And also, I say it's a lot, but um, for your natural athletes, you want to be hitting that muscle group at least twice a week. Yeah. Um, at the higher volume, where if you're at advanced, sorry, enhanced athlete, then you can get away for once per week because the recovery is up a lot. That makes yeah. Sense. So there's a difference there as well. Always important to know. Any other questions on that? Um, no, that, that answers it, yeah. Yep. So it's just more about that time and attention, right? Yeah, total time and attention. Right just like sense. more reps, more time and attention, and that's how you engage and make sure that they're not punching through 15 reps in 10 seconds, so they're not going to get what they want out of it. Yeah. yeah. It also depends on total weight as well, so there's a few things yeah. that depend. So get someone that can punch out, you know, 15 reps on a leg curl and get, you shouldn't like 20 seconds, but get full, a lot of blood there. That's one we could do it, you know, that won't feel any muscle contraction. So. Depends on the athlete as well. Yeah. Yeah. Probably. Any other questions you got? Um, I can't remember at the moment. No. So. <laughs> What's your start sign? I've got mine ready. Yeah, you go. Yeah. Um, macros things. Yes. How do you decide? I always just tend to give everyone a very similar 40, 30, 30, but how do you decide 
when's the time to adjust it? Yeah, that's a good so, point. Yeah. So I always work out baseline the calories uh, first, which mm-hmm. is, you know, depending on their energy expenditure, it's going to be body weight times 30 as a baseline. Yeah. And then if they're you know, not very active, the baseline can be body weight times 28. Uh, if they're very active, what I mean by that is if they're like, you know, a tradie, sleeping their ass off all day. Yeah. Um, so a lot of people go, yeah, I'm really active. They sit in the office for 10 hours. Yeah, like, yeah. You do walk to the fridge. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> that's tough, bro. Yeah. <laughs> right, come on. Like, I'm every carrying bricks all day, a shoveling hole. So, yeah. yeah. If they're that, then you probably push them up towards that, like, 34 times body weight, 35 even. I don't know how many um, that. No, that's all right. Yeah, so the average guys, like, it's usually going to be around 20 to. Sorry, 28 to 30 times body weight, yeah. uh, which will give you a baseline calories, and then just you put your percentages against that. So if they're in a deficit, 10% down, if yeah. surplus, 10% up, yeah. depending on how big you want to push it, and then you work out your macro splits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's what I want to know though, like um, how, how to adjust the splits. Yeah, cool. So how pretty much you, like, the very first thing. Yeah, so the very first thing you do is you work out the protein. Yeah. So roughly off that, um, off their weight, their body mass, and then you go um, lean body mass. So you know if they're more obese and they'll probably be between 30 kilos of body weight on there, mm-hmm. body fat, then subtract that off their body weight. Mm-hmm. Um, best way to do measurements and use that time. So for female, it's going to be 1.5 to 2.2 times um, gram of protein per kilo of lean body mass. Mm-hmm. Um, so once you've got that as your baseline, yeah. and then you fill the rest in with carbs and fats. Yeah. Obviously, you're keeping fats pretty low, depending on that type of person and how well they respond. Uh, most females don't need more than like 40, 50 grams of fats. Like that's a lot for a female. Yeah. Um, and then most males don't really go over 80 to 100 grams of fats. So if you use that as a general guide, you just fill the rest in with carbs, yeah. and you've got your carbohydrates uh, as your calories. It's making sense. I'm yeah. talking too fast. Yeah. No. no, yeah, yeah. No, that's right. Um, yeah, so if you fill the rest in with carbohydrates, then you can know where you're, so if you're trying to aim, let's say it's 1800, and you've got 1200 calories from your protein and fats already, you just fill the rest in with carbs. And then if you're going for a surplus, then you make adjustments to their carbohydrates. But if I put on muscle, then you make adjustments to their protein. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that doesn't confuse you too much? No, I'm gonna go back and listen to it. Yeah, okay, cool. Yeah. <laughs> I, think, I think the thing with like calories and nutrients as well, it's so, individualistic like you, ha- you can play around with people's calories and macros over a course of three four months and just slowly refine it say like mm. if they put on too much too much weight in two to three weeks drop back change the macros like yeah. it's not a perfect science mm-hmm. it's continually adjusting their macros calories whatever it is and just seeing physically what their body does mm. in, in like that adaptive phase yeah. and that's really important as well mm-hmm. just to like take a step back and just see how their body reacts. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Yeah, so I suppose I'll ask you a question. I don't really use percentages as such. Yeah, kind of just okay. work out protein first, mm-hmm. uh, set the fats for where they're at, yeah. which is, um, correct me if I'm wrong, but it's roughly going to be about 0.8, uh, 0.8 of a gram per kilo of body mass. Okay. Um, so if I'm 50 kilo female, then it's probably going to work out there about hundred kilo male, about ninety grams first. Make sense? Yeah. Yeah, and then protein for males obviously higher than females, just more muscle mass. Um, high protein synthesis due to testosterone naturally in the body. Um, so that's where you go uh, two point two to up to three grams of protein per kilo of body. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah so it's for males, but for females it's usually like one point five to two point 
to thereabouts, depending again how well they respond to it. Some females don't respond well to high protein, some do. Yeah, um, yeah. Some just struggle to eat that much protein, so it's easy to do. Yeah, yeah they're really good. Most yeah. women just not eating enough protein and way too many carbs. Yep. Yeah. And just get them, yeah, get them added in anywhere they can. Like if it's uh, you know, protein powder added in with the oats in the morning, yeah. uh, if they're making treats for the kids at home, get them added into the um, baking, you know, if they bake or whatever it is they do, um, protein pancakes, things like that, like yeah. good ways they can add in yogurt, things like that, you know, mix it in. Yeah, that helps. What about protein sources for vegos and pescatarians? Pescatarians, yeah, just get fish More in fish. Yeah, 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 and for vegetarians, it's just things like most of them know what they can eat. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's like just making sure they, again, you probably go on that lower end of the um, spectrum of protein because it's mm-hmm. harder for them to get in, but yeah. protein supplements is going to be the best thing. And also carnitine and creatine, supplementing with those two. Yeah, because those yeah. are things that you get from red meat that you won't get from um, veggie diet. Yeah. Uh, so make sure they get those in as well. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, always jump to eat meat. No. Just hide it up. Eat this chicken breast. Yeah. I think, yeah, I suppose it's important for them to know that. With that diet, it might be harder to yeah. have Most that protein. Most of them will sources. eat a bit of fish, so I can get them to eat prawns and tuna and yeah. just, yeah. just a little bit of something. And they just got, like, always ask questions like, why are you vegetarian? And it's ethical reason. They're like, they watch game changes. Yeah, yeah, some, oh, some watch TV shows. Don't get me started about that shit. I know. Someone turned their whole family vegan, and yeah, they're all very ill now, and they're yeah. all going back to eating Some people do dumb shit. Um, yeah, can't help it. <laughs> Some people watch TV and believe it's facts, and yeah. I'm like, I always say to people, it's like, you know, when you're growing up, and your grandma said, "Don't believe everything you see on TV," mm-hmm. and now people are like, "I believe everything I see yeah. on TV," and it's like, what changed? What happened? But um, that um, like, yeah, you got some clients that do that, but also the same clients that probably would have done isogenics, they've probably done herbalife, yeah, they probably did keto, they probably yeah. did paleo, but they're still fat as fuck. So it's like. Since you're still fat as fuck, how about you listen to me once? Listen to me, That's true though, oh, like, sit there going, I'm going to try this next. You're like, you're still fat. Well, one said she was doing paleo, but she has egg and a muffin for breakfast. I'm like, I don't think that falls under the Yeah. I, I wouldn't even know what half those diets are. I'm like, what the hell, man? At the end of the day, like, they all get results because of some form of calorie restriction. Yeah, exactly. It's a form of calorie restriction. And you're not eating takeaway. Um, yeah, yeah, they're like, oh, I can't eat out because everything's made with, you know, GMO or with meat products, whatever it is. But yeah. at the end of the day, it's still a calorie deficit. So if someone's at, it's, and again, it's trying to educate them. Most people don't want to be educated. They want to pay just to talk about what they saw on TV. Oh, that's, yeah. that's cool, too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, any other questions on that? So protein, no, veggies, yeah. Yeah, um, but my other question was um, programming for clients who don't have a specific goal. Oh yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. make it fun. Give them something yeah. to enjoy. Okay. Yeah, because like yeah, you know, it's like say for example, they're all happy to come. Yeah, it's not really working towards anything. So I'm like, oh. yeah. So I do try and say, I try and work up to a deadlift or a pull up or something, but yeah, yeah. Yeah, 100%. And, so, yeah, and some people when just. When I go to write their programs, I'm like, oh, do you know what to. Mm. Yeah, right. But you get used to like match the And if they only want to do is just buy some pills. It's like Jack, we are training. Yeah. Come see, like, I don't really know what I want to do. Mm. <laughs> yeah, fine. Who do? Max out deadlifts every week. Yeah. 
Probably an 80 year old man right now. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have any questions. Um, <laughs> but, um, yeah, like most people, right, that come in, they 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 got two, one or two goals. They want to feel better and look better naked. Um, and when I say it, but when people sit down with me on the couch uh, for a console or even just a uh, you know catch fine view, hey, what? <laughs> what did you say? <laughs> I said sit down on the couch on Friday night. No, I'm here on Friday. Wow. Um, anyway, so <laughs> uh, when they sit down with me, they're like, oh, I don't really know what I want to work towards. I'm like, cool. When was the last time you took your shirt off the beach? They're like, oh, I haven't. Last like five years, I'm like, let's make that a goal. Mm, um, yeah. Even if you're no, 10 months out, it's still like, that's a goal. Whereas, like, when's the last time your partner saw you full naked? Mm. I just feel like, oh, I don't want to see you naked. It's like, let's make that a thing again. Yeah. Um, so, setting little goals like that, right? Mm. Um, or it could be very, it could be as small as, like, let's see if you do five push ups and fail at one. Mm. It's like, let's make you see if you do two. Yeah. Like, you know, making little goals like that. And mm. a lot of times, it's just, they just want to feel better about themselves in some way because they don't feel good. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Does that answer that? Yeah. 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 yeah, so little things they can tick off. And you know, most people that don't have goals too, they're just so busy mm-hmm. with life. They don't, they just want to come and just exercise for the sake of and exercise because think, they yeah. know it's good for them. Yeah. Not think about anything else. They don't want to think about tracking. They don't want to think about, you know, goals. They don't want to think they don't about even want to count. No, they don't want to count. No, of course not. They don't want to count the reps. They don't care. They just want to show up, work out, so they know it's good for them, so they don't get too fat and they're doing a nice lifestyle, which is good too. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, it's, you know, there's a good what, like 30% of my clients that are like that. They yeah. just want to train because they eat out every day, they drink a lot, um, and. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Funny of me. I was going to say, do you have any input on that? Considering the world and those things. Oh, look, my demographic is very much like that as well. <laughs> and it works for us. Like, not necessarily achieving big results, but that, that means they can facilitate their lifestyle. Yeah. Because I'm doing my job because I'm doing what they want me to do. So yeah. I don't lose sleep over it. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Definitely don't lose sleep over it because some people, as long as they don't get fat, they're doing well. Yeah. I say, look, you drink every day. Mm-hmm. I'm like, you eat out three times a day yeah. and you aren't getting fat. Yeah. This is great to be. Yeah. 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 Well, this is a good thing. I'm like, I want to look skinny. I'm like, you have to do this, 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 this. Like, yeah, I don't do that. Yeah, I'm like, don't worry. Don't talk about it. Yeah, so that's, that's okay. Being, only, being at peace with some people's way of doing things yeah. is yeah. hard. Because yeah. you're a type of person that's like, I do this and this and this. Like, no, you do this and this. It's just mm-hmm. not everyone's like us, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah, 100%. Anything else you're adding to that, gents? I look, I have a discussion point. Um, yeah, go for I didn't prepare any questions. Um, what are some good coaching cues or exercises to promote for like a good, you know, that scapulohumeral rhythm? Like, so mm-hmm. maneuvering the scaps into like, say, locking it in, twisting, whatever it is. What's some of your experiences with promoting better movement through the scapulas. What do you guys that? Um, I find banded pull-aparts mm-hmm. quite good. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do that, I do that literally for like, I don't know, everything almost, not everything obviously, but you know, all your like bench pressing, all like your rowing, mm-hmm. pulling movements, you do need to have that scapular retraction for that. And especially me coming from the powerlifting background, I do like, that quite a lot. I use that a lot. So yeah, things like banded pull-aparts, um, and then people sometimes just like stick your fingers in their back mm. and just say try and squeeze my fingers with your shoulder blades. Mm. So it can be pretty simple, 
um, things like that. And I find just over time as well, they um, get a bit better. Yeah. Um, and also another good one for like that activation they can do it is like, um, like the cable pullovers. Um, just sort of feel that stretch. I find you can feel that stretch through your lats at the top, and then you can try and activate them to pull it down. So those are sort of like the three things I'll go to. Um, and then yeah, they usually work all right. Mm. What are you talking? Yeah, I do a single lat kind of just get them to keep their arms straight, but literally just retract, retract it, just get a really with the band, done mm. with single arms. Mm. Yeah, but a lot of people can't. That's a tricky one. Yeah. I often will um will tell people like picture there's like a pencil in between the scaps and they have to like hold it like that yeah. when they do a certain exercise and that will like um, negate them being able to move completely out of um, retraction. And I find a lot of them, it's a lot of women will just break. Through the core. Yeah. 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 So I don't know, my Pilates teacher always taught me to slide your shoulder blades down into your jeans pocket. Yeah. Rather than trying to squeeze them together. Mm. I don't know, and I do like the white collar bone. Mm. Mm. That's why I, yeah, so retracted and then to the te- like tailbone, jeans, pockets, something like that. Mm. It's yeah. a way to set that. To pull torso. it down rather than mm. pinch it together. Mm. Mm. Just remember there's two different points here. So there's retraction and there's depression. So retraction is simply pulling back, mm. depression is pulling down. Yeah. So yeah. depending on what you want to activate, right? So if you want, if you want uh, rear delt stability, then retraction. Uh, and your rhomboids kick in. If you want your lats on, especially lower lats, you have to press down. Um, retraction is a good way. Uh, push-ups, top-up push-ups, and just retracting. Like that's a good way for most beginners. And then for depression, uh, scap pull-ups. So just hanging off a bar and doing that there and teaching that. Most people go, ah, oh, I'm doing. It's just like one of those floating things that suck. <laughs> like after a session or two, um, they'll start. It will start click, and then again, get your fingers in there. Um, oh, <laughs> Sometimes I reckon they need like an allied health professional. Like I've got clients that it's just locked in. Yeah, it's so tight. And it's all yeah. just one blob yeah. from like their track down to. Can't get any fingers in there. No, no. Yeah. So sometimes they need. Um, Leave it, Jack. Leave it. <laughs> That's just my film. Hey. Oh, yeah, it's funny. Yeah. Um, the one I did with Tari yesterday was a so a long range single arm kettlebell rope. So it's just getting so bent over, bent over row, and then just letting the lat naturally stretch. It's like for Tara's example, she feels a lot in her shoulder, so she was trying to lift it with her shoulder, um, and then trying to pull in. But I mean, just actually naturally letting the lat relax, and then trying to compress the actual scap down. So oh, sorry, depress the scap down, and actually feel that lat contraction. So teaching that as a slow motion single arm movement too is good. Um, and it also helps with getting folks on abdominal support as well. Um, and get used to something you felt, which um, a lot of people think is taboo when they train, but learn that the lower back has to be in an isometric hold mm-hmm. for you to be able to do that movement. You tell a lot of people, oh, I don't do it because I feel my lower back. Yeah, like, well, the muscle actually, yes, yeah, supposed to be in an isometric hold because that's what holds your abdominals and mm-hmm. spine and everything together. Um, learn to be comfortable with that is a good thing too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. yeah. You get scared if you try and guard it. Yeah, and people overthink it. Like, oh, I'll try to put it in my, I'll try to put it in my quads, and then it just loads up the lower back more because if the quads are tense, spine rest is going to be tense. But then, also teaching another thing you can teach is hamstring isometric hold as well. Because so if you're in that top position, and pretty much if you're in a, doing a bent over row, single arm, barbell, dumbbell, whatever you're using it, 
the hamstrings have to be isometrical, lower back has to be isometrical, so the abdominals. So I don't think it's really moving like your lats, your arms, if that makes sense. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Does that make sense? Does that answer your question? Yeah, well, it's just a discussion point. Yeah. 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 yeah cool. Got any other questions? No. No? Cool. What's, yeah. your, what's your favorite Sunday? What's my favorite <laughs> Sunday? Tell me your dream Sunday. I like squats. Yeah, no one gives a fuck. <laughs> Jack, uh, Jack was trying to tell me his um, favorite Sunday as a way to get out doing legs, and I was like, mate, no one cares. Get under the bar and start squatting. I wasn't trying to get out of it. You asked me. Trying to get out of it. I'm trying to tell you my Sunday. Oh, this guy. Did you want a short response though? Yeah, well, I'm not. I'm gonna give you everything. He started minute by minute for a 24-hour day, and I was like, wow, this is a lot. It would have taken a minute and a half. <laughs> That's cool. Oh, what are some other discussion points you do you want to bring up? How good this um, is, bro? Maybe like initial consults. Yeah. So what you go through in those, because they're quite important, because that's when you get most of the information out of the client. Um, obviously, find where they're at, where they want to be, their goals, everything. I was just wondering what you sort of do to cool, man. Through. Let's hit it. Let's hit it. All right, so initial consultation, first thing I want to find out is. Um, their current stress levels. Yeah. That's going to dictate how realistic their goals are. So, uh, also, that's going to depend on whether married, single, um, also going to depend on how well their goals are going. So, whether they're in a relationship or not, or they're freely dating, that's going to depend. So, when you look at their overall goals, you've got to look at lifestyle factors, and that comes under stress as well. So, kids is another big thing. See so, you know, how yeah. many kids they've got. So, let's use a classic example. Um, yeah, <laughs> Tara, right? Um, 40, 41? Yeah. 18. 41? Yeah, 18. 18. <laughs> um, yeah, three kids, uh, husband, business, life's full on, right? So her goals is going to be a lot, more, a lot more complex in ways of trying to get there than it would be to a 20 year old female who you know, works part time, still lives at home, doesn't have kids, dates, you know, freely. Anyone but Jack. Today, um, <laughs> <laughs> Jack would be very complex. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's actually a very, very supportive partner. <laughs> yeah. This week, that. anyway. Tune <laughs> in next week to see if Jack's still his girlfriend. Oh, is it me? I love this girl. Yeah, so you got to look at overall lifestyle factors. And the other thing you got to look at is um, financially. Um, yeah. You've got to look at uh, workload, uh, relationships, interpersonal relationships with themselves. There's a lot of things you've got to look at and it's trying to be able to map out a whole picture of where that person's at and how you can actually get them to what they want to get to and whether that is an actual realistic goal. For anyone, any goal is realistic, but it's the time frame and their sacrifices are willing to make the lifestyle to get there. Does that make sense? Yeah. So the way you're going to get around that is asking questions like, you know, um, so what are your short-term goals, what are your long-term goals? And then some people just write down real basic, like I want to lose weight. And it's like, cool, so in 12 months, if you lost 100 grams, you technically achieve your goal. They didn't specify what they want to do, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, I want to look better. It's like, well, that's not engaged. Like, tell me, like, how do you actually want to feel in your body? Like, is there a situation you want to be in? Do you want to be at the beach? Do you want to be 
um, do you want to wear a nice dress or do you want to fit into a certain bit of clothing or um, do you have an event coming up? Like, and then ask them why that's important. And it's like, oh, because you know, my ex-boyfriend could be fat or it could be that you know, my freaking husband doesn't sleep with me or whatever it is. Like, there's a lot of things you can dive into, but trying to find out why it is they want that because the more important it is to them, the more they'll do it. Some people go, I just want it because I want it. I'm like, yeah, cool. Like, you probably won't get there. But that's okay, let's set a smaller goal. A lot of girls go, I want to look like those girls who compete, but I don't actually want to compete. And I said, look, you're not going to get there. There's no way it's God's name because the amount of blood, sweat and tears is going to take you to get that good. You give up about halfway point. I'm like, I'll get you to about 12 weeks out and looking pretty good and pretty happy in your body. Um, what do you think about that? I'm like, yeah, okay. I'm like, well, the same for a photo shoot or something like that. So it's about setting realistic goals for people. Yeah. And then get them to understand what they actually need to do. So if it's a strength group, for example, let's go like most females want to come in and they want to squat 100 kilos. I'm like, how much squat now? They're like 50. I'm like, that's a big way. Yeah. That's a hundred percent different. Like, do you know what I mean? That's a that's a long way to get there. I'm like, realistically, for a female athlete, you probably go uh, as a natural athlete. If I've uh, been training for a few years and I'm still squatting 50, you could probably progress on between on average five to ten kilos per year. So you go, this is a five year goal. They're like, oh. I'm like, yeah. So you've got to set those realistic expectations. Does that make sense? Yeah. Don't sell them short of that. And it's always better to undersell and over-deliver. Because if you said, hey, look, you probably get five to 10 kilos per year, but they smash out a 10 kilo being in the first three months, you're like, cool. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. 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 So try and understand that. And it's just about the questions you ask. So, you know, relationships, goals, why it's important to them. Also, how determined are they towards their goals? Like, are yeah. they determined? Are they not really care, or do they just don't give a fuck at all? Um, you know, it all depends on how it turned out. And then also food, trying to find their relationship with food as well, and figure out where they're failing in food. Most people go, oh, I guess at 10 o'clock at night, I hate being alone, so I just eat a whole pizza and garlic bread. Um, <laughs> Why do you keep looking at that? That only happens like once a week. <laughs> But yeah, some people, they, they stress it, right? Yeah. So, and that's where you look at it too. It's like trying to find good options for them. Some people that have kids, they're like, oh, you know, I don't want to, you know, I had a weekend for eating my kids. Like, the whole reason they train is about to have more energy and play with the kids. So I always say, don't feel bad about eating out when you're with your kids. Like, go for gold, enjoy yourself. Um, so trying to set realistic expectations around lifestyle as well. Yeah. Makes sense? Yeah. So just trying to, like a lot of the consultations is trying to educate people and get them to understand where they are, where they think they should be, and trying to give them a guide of how they'll actually get there. And if they sit there and go, yeah, look, I can't do these things, go, let's just dial back the goal to small goals. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yep. And it's like for a female that wants to squat 50, it's like, how about we just try and squat 60? Because that's yeah. a realistic goal we could probably hit in about six months. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's um, obviously definitely important to just have the short-term goals. Because mm. you can't just say, Oh, I want to. Even if they have the capability of squatting 100 kilos, you don't want to just be working to that goal for like five years, as you said, without sort of hitting any milestones on the way. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, to have like those goals, like, right, let's just try for 60 and then we'll go from there. Yeah, that's probably quite, quite yeah. important as well. And then you get down to so that's goals, the nutrition, looking at things like water intake. Most people just don't drink enough water. Um, alcohol intake, those are all things that you want to gauge as well. You want to say something? Stop looking at me like that. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, I want you to say something. I'm actually rinsed today, man. Oh, come on, Russ. Oh, yeah. 
I suppose with saying that, do you always take like what people say with a pinch of salt? Because I feel like during quite often people underdo or overdo something like water intake or like alcohol intake. Do you find that there's ever people that lie? You mean? Yeah, people that would like either lie or yeah, like you kind of get gauged for it the way people answer things. Like the more you deal yeah. with people, the more you see it. I'm yeah. like I always say to people like if you're you know if you're lying on these forms, don't expect me to help you. Like. Yes, I don't like. I always say like, in the nicest way possible, but I don't really give a fuck whether you get results or not. It's just completely mm-hmm. up to you. I'm just simply here to guide you. Yeah, to people like because people want to go, they want to sit there and give you all their responsibilities. They're like, here, take my responsibilities and help me get where I want to. I'm like, mm-hmm. give them back to you. Yeah. Sort your shit out. That's what you need to do. Because um, a lot of people don't like that. People that get very uncomfortable with brutal honesty probably shouldn't be having a coach. They probably yeah. go sort their shit out mentally. Does that yeah. make sense? Yeah, yeah. So some people really struggle with brutal honesty, and that's where you just you just gotta be honest with people and see yeah. how they respond. And people that really want it will just take it on board and just keep moving forward. Mm-hmm. As you know yourself, right? Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes I ask them to give me a couple of average days of what they eat. Yeah. And it's like eggs, a chicken salad, some fish for dinner. I'm like, this is Pizza such and garlic bread. Yeah. 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 This is like comes in four bowls of grey goose. Like, oh, 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 that's a Tuesday night. <laughs> that was a Thursday boat. <laughs> <laughs> and it wasn't all for me. <laughs> oh, but like in the same point, yeah. Well, they might be eating that stuff, but then they won't tell you all the other the packet of stuff. Yeah, yeah. Like, There's no way. Whatever they're eating, yeah. They might have like a block of chocolate every night, whole one. Yeah. You know, yeah. like five or six glasses of wine, but they're not telling you that as well. Yeah. So. yeah. It gets pretty clear when you've got them in a 20 cent deficit that. To anyone else, they'd be dropping body weight, yeah. and they got fatter. Mm-hmm. You're like, what's going on? <laughs> Impossible. You're like, look, this isn't physiologically possible. They're like, it's hormonal. I'm like, hormonal when you're eating shit, and not tracking it. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, tell them. I don't be yeah. afraid to tell people. Like, yeah. Because um, yeah. everyone's like, oh yeah, I eat pretty healthy. I'm like, mm. like well, pretty healthy. Yeah. 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 They're like, I didn't get the bottom on that. <laughs> um, but yeah, other questions, hormones, like I always go a bit into, so for any female clients, always make sure I'm fully aware of when their cycle's due. That will play a big role on how they're feeling. And helping them understand, because most females, they're like, you know, Tara, you've you know, cycled for 20 plus years, so you know how your body works well. A lot of young females really struggle to know why they're feeling certain ways around that time, because they're just, they're not aware of the body. They're not, usually, they're not aware that, um, and this is where it just helps educate, but understand that you get up to a 40% increase in hormone production during the time of the cycle. So if you're a 40% increase in anything, that's a lot. Whether that's calories, whether that's food, whether that's, you know, energy expenditure, whatever it is, if you've got a 40% increase happening physiologically inside the body, it's going to wreak havoc. Yeah, so yeah. it's going to affect emotion, it's going to affect strength, it's going to affect performance. Cravings. Yeah, it's cravings, yeah, appetite, all of it. What's the duration of that? Uh, is it a week? Yeah, so like that week beforehand yeah. and the week after, because you get the spike up and then. So it's a two, two week block where the hormones are elevated to around 40%. Yeah, so that's a yeah. really good time to do strength work. Yeah, depending on athletes. Some people respond really well to it in that week of, and some don't. And again, it depends yeah. how heavy their cycle is too. Yeah. So if, uh, if they, uh, for a female, if they bleed very heavy, yeah. I mean, fuck, I wouldn't train at all, but some people yeah, yeah, do. No. Um, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I just 
take my house and kills that push through in, uh, in that yeah. state. And yeah. some of them go for a full seven days where they're bleeding heavy. It's like you wouldn't expect much out of them mm. for that week after as well. So they've got like two weeks where they're bringing them off. So it's like yeah. you, you yeah. go out for two weeks. And trying to explain that to them too is um, making sure that they're aware that there's two weeks where they can hammer it, and there's two weeks they're going to feel like shit. But also looking, getting them to chat openly to the doctor about how they feel around that time and seeing if there's options to help them manage that. Yeah. And the right doctor too. The so right doctor. Just want to put them on the pill and it's not the so, right answer. So the moods elevated during that forty percent uh, hormonal increase. That's the time to push them. Depends. Like for some girls, they're very fragile around that time because yeah. you've got a forty percent. Um, well, some will be like angry and like and some will cry. Yeah. Because yeah. it, it's pressure yeah. and that's one that's gone high. Yeah. Um, usually, and you know, if you're a guy and you're high estrogen, you're going probably break down in tears. Um, but if you're a female, right, they're, they're, they're in that mood where it's like, they're constantly like fight or flight because mm-hmm. um, their body's going through that process. Um, and so that's where you look at, you know, if they have a really easy cycle or they hardly ever get it because they're on contraception, then they can probably notice they won't get really too symptomatic with PMS. Mm-hmm. Um, where girls that um, have it and get hit hard, mm-hmm. just be aware that every four weeks they're probably going to have this conversation, I don't want to do this anymore like I and they're getting good results. Um, yeah. So being open with that, make sure that you keep track of that as a coach because that a lot of the time the girls just don't know about their own body. Yeah. And they're also not comfortable talking about No, no a lot yeah. of girls don't yeah. like talking about it. Yeah. 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 I suppose that from that, how do you sort of like ask about it in like an, you got to go trust. Yeah, yeah, well, it's so in the form. So it's just like the, uh, there's three questions. just asking them where they're at in their cycle. It's yeah. not like a, have you got your period kind of question? Yeah. So yeah. area where in the cycle yeah. is a pretty, because it can affect your training and. You wouldn't take that to know if a stranger asked you that? A stranger, yes. Like but like, also, oh, like, say a new coach, like, just say you've gone, like, just signed up to see Zach and he was like, hey, where are you at with your cycle? Would you be. I would, yeah, but I talk about everything though. Yeah. So some, I think most yeah. of them would, but yeah. I reckon they'd appreciate it. Maybe not being the first ones yeah. to bring it up. Yeah, okay. Yeah, would you maybe just say like, is it okay if I ask about this? If not? Yeah. Gotta remember these questions I'm doing in order. So I go over, I dive deep into relationships first. That's the first thing I do. So I'm like, what's your relationship like with partner? And I go, cool. If they're single, I go, how many times are you dating per week? Like, oh, you know, I might date twice per week or something. It's like, cool. Keep in mind that you're going out on dates twice per week. Um, you know, if it's a girl or if it's a guy, whatever, they might be going out and eating out. Or they might be getting you know, Netflix and chill, or Uber Eats and chill, something like that, right? So, whatever it is, but they're investing time into other relationships, which means they're going to be eating out. So, it's going to take away from their goal. Mm-hmm. If they're in a, in a relationship with, you know, if they're married, and like, it's really important that you have those nights where you're on date night, like at least once a week. Um, so enjoying food and you're eating out. So that's going to take away from your goal. Just remember these little things here and each little thing is going to chip away at your goal. Um, so if you're already talking about that at the beginning and then you talk about the goals and you're going deep into why they want these goals and helping them set goals and you go into nutrition and then you go into um, stuff for about hormones. Because I always say, like uh, in my consult form it says, set the section personal information, goals, nutrition, then hormones. Then we go into training is the last thing I actually talk about. Um, so you're three sections down about talking about personal information and one of the questions is um, uh, do you have a regular cycle? That's the first question. Second question is are you on any form of session? And third question is are you trying to fall pregnant or are you currently pregnant? 
So getting those three questions, they answer themselves and it kind of prompts you if they say, I don't get my cycle, or you know, haven't had a period in two years, or if they say, cycle's fine. That just gives you a talking point. You just explain, like we'll explain before I get to that question, that these questions are about hormones, um, sorry, I said, ask these questions about hormones without seeing any blood work to get an idea of how well your body's gonna to respond to training and nutrition. Because the more irregular cycle, the you know the the harder result I'll probably have the harder balance I'll have through their body hormonally to be able to process and metabolize body fat. Does that make sense? Yeah. And for guys, so you got the, got the female only, they've got the male only. And the guys is always about morning arousal and libido level and anger outbursts. So your morning arousal is um, correct me if I'm wrong on this, but it is to do with your free testosterone, yep. so the circulating testosterone in the system and your libido is more to do with your stored testosterone for a male. So if either those two things are off, it's gonna affect their body's ability to um, build muscle tissue and metabolize body fat. So those are the two things. And then the third thing is anger outbursts, which is gonna be your cortisol levels. So let's say, for example, 20 year old dude, he's got, um, he's only sometimes got the morning arousal, um, pretty moderate, like when I say moderate, if you're, if you're sexually active two, three times per week, that fall under moderate. Um, for a 20 year old male, it should be upwards of five. Um, if you're, if it's like physiologically, it should be like, you should be, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so if you're a 20 year old male, you fall in that category, it's probably a good sign for you to refer them out to get some blood work done and see what's going on. Um, even for females as well. So two, three times a week is average. Uh, anything below two uh, is, Probably a good point for any client to go right, go get some blood work done, see what's going on. Um, yeah, does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, and yeah, like I said, most 20 to 20 year old males should be in that higher range. If they're moderate or even lower, then it's a good time to just go, hey, look, judging off this is showing me that you, there's probably something hormonally not going on well. You will see it because it'll be like, you'll see the go thing in the list, so it'll be like arousing in the mornings, not really, uh, and be those low anger outbursts regular which means stress is too high, sex drive is too low, which is gonna massively affect the performance. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. cool. I also asked them about pooping as well, which can make talking about hormones a bit easier. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah. Well, then you're just talking about all your bodily, because do you not, can you ask that? Yeah, it's something, about, it's something I actually bring up in my, um, and the trainer, what's that called? The training guide there. Mm -hmm. So it's just about bowel movements. Because a lot of people go really deep into gut health, which I don't yeah. think I'm qualified to talk about, so I just don't talk about. But what I say I'm is- I'm interested in it. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I just um, I just say the basics is that um, your, uh, your stool consistency will tell you how well your body processes food. And frequency. Yeah, yeah. yeah. If you're like, if you got, if you're shitty with water, then whatever you're eating is not working. If you're trying to shit, <laughs> if you're trying to shit a drink because you can't spend, it's like you're probably eating, you know, it's like not great either. It's like and not drinking enough water. Yeah, yeah. It's like just make sure your stool consistency is normal. Um, yeah. People like what is normal? Like Google. Yeah. So yeah, after after going through all that, then I ask about training. One of yeah. the questions I ask is, 
Are they opposed to resistance training? <laughs> I mean, some people will sit there and go, yes, I don't actually like lifting weights. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, wow. All right, here we go. I'm like, cool. So I've got group fitness classes this week. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, that's that's pretty much the gist of uh, the very last question is how many times um, are they, well, second last question is how many times a week do they commit to train the gym so how many days per room for? And then also how many days per week are they, would they like to be coached as yeah. well? So make sure you're aware of that, which helps with when you sign them up for sessions if you haven't already done that. So yeah. Any questions on that? Oh, you look very relaxed. I'm fucked. <laughs> Oh, it's a tough session, man. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Any other questions on consults? Oh, that covers it all. Yeah. yeah no, I do basic strength testing as well. Um, so I do, I, I really just do body, body weight squat, push up, sit ups. Off that should tell you pretty much how well that person is going to handle anything else. Mm. If, you, if you know what to look for on the squat, if you can see they can't sit back on the heels, they're falling forward, or they just can't get past power's coming like. We got a bit of mobility work to work on, or structural strength. Um, I just do a reach test to check their shoulders. Yeah, no, I can't do that. Yeah, no, <laughs> no, 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 but it's about. Like, I have to be able to demonstrate. And because you can do it on both sides yeah. and not have that big. It's the discrepancy. Yeah, I can't. You've got to be able to do that reach around. Oh, look, reach around. I'm lost, old Jack. And Jack's off. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, that's it. Like, I just keep it real basic with strength testing. I do body fat measurements, skin folds, um, keep it simple. Photos, scale weight, um, set the calories off that. So off there, if they're an online client, then obviously you just get photos and you get body weight, and I can know the body fat percentage, so that's when I work out calories. Yeah, there's a lot that goes into it. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, trying to cram that into 60 minutes can be tough, but yeah. Yeah, no, definitely. Yeah. Any other questions on consults? No, cool. You don't have questions at all? What is your stuff, son? Capricorn. Yeah, I don't know what a Capricorn's supposed to be like. Oh, it's a goat. It's yeah, all right. Okay. I swear on. What do you say? Oh, cancer. July. Yeah, July. I swear, like, I don't know, man. I swear if I read all the star signs, they're all just pretty generic, and I'm like, yeah. you can find something about yourself to fit into it all. I remember yeah. I went on this date one time, and this girl, full blown asked me the minute, an hour I was born, worked out where the sun was at a certain time, oh. and was like, full ball, like, obsessed because apparently it was like a really good time to be born. Or something. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? Bro, if, yeah. mate, if you're on a date and you get asked anything about that, that's a red flag. Yeah. yeah. I mean, for me anyway. Yeah. I don't know. This is, this is a good thing about star signs though, right? Is that like anything that you can take from it as a positive and utilize it in your own life is a good thing. Yeah. Right? And some people take it to heart and I like, you know, and this is good for clients too. Um, figuring out what makes people tick because different personality types also tick in different ways. Mm-hmm. That's why you're not always going to know that you're like, ah, oh, you might know something about that star sign and that person follows that as their values, right? And they just aspire to be that way. Um, that can also help to help people too. Yeah. Yeah, it's like. What are you, Jack? An Aquarius. You're Aquarius, that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> You're such an Aquarius, bro. Such a watermaker. Wait. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a little bit. What about you, Tara? 
Say goodbye.